And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Look at Big Josh McCarthy there with those little blinders behind him. And go ahead, flex, baby. No, no, Josh, flex. Flex, Josh. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> this is so difficult. It's like You're one in the good, morning baby. here. It's so it's crazy. Got, dude, it's got to be at least 13 inches of fucking bicep there, man. That's awesome, dude. That's what she said. Very nice. It's like Very 13, nice. 13 inches of fury, biceps. baby. 13 inches going. of fury. Welcome to the Weighing In Podcast, yes, everyone. Absolutely. We are glad to have you, and we had the UFC 295 from... Madison Square Garden in New York, and they had some fantastic fights and some big-time wins for the new interim heavyweight champion in Tom Aspinall, and then a man with 11 professional MMA fights. <laughs> Insane. Two UFC titles Not in one. two different weight classes. No. Pretty goddamn <laughs> fucking good. That's, that's saying something. We'll talk right. about that. How you doing there in Austin, Texas there, I'm baby? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Son went 4-0 today across his team. Now they got to go on to the quarterfinals and the, hopefully the semifinals tomorrow morning. But we got an early morning. But, John, I got to be honest, man. This central time watching fight bullshit is horrible. It's so <laughs> late. It's so late. I'm dying over here. I'm like, Jesus. this is... It's I, I was sending you pictures of Charles Barkley doing this. I know, man. I was ex I'm exhausted. Like honestly, I was falling asleep during the prelims. I was like, "Geez, what is going on?" A couple good prelims stood out though. The Matson fight couple. was great. The Jared Gordon fight was awesome. That was a good fight. Jared Gordon yeah, looked good. Good stuff. So anyway, some yeah. good fights in the prelims. A couple that we were to chat about. Not all, but some. And then uh, the main card though, I thought obviously lived lived up to to what what the name recognition was on there. I mean, it was a great. Oh, yeah. It was a great main card. I mean, anytime the card finishes forty minutes early, I mean, you got to start thinking like something there was happened. Much, yeah, a lot of finishes, something and they happened. and they drug it out too a little bit here and there. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, good stuff, good stuff. But I'm actually right here next to my boy, right here. He's. I want to see reach. if Podcast Dave. Come here, boy. Come here. Just, you try. <laughs> just get a little. Get a little oh, saucy in it. there. I love it. I love Come on, it. Dave. You got it. You got to give him the. Just give him a little. You know, nudge there. Tell him. You know that he doesn't know anything. Just he's, something. He's within reach for me to flick the tip <laughs> of his dick. Just pop. Just bop like that. Just dish, dish, dish. I don't want to embarrass no. him in front of his fans. Oh, jeez, jeez, This guy. So it's embarrassing that you think you could. I love it. But hey, you know what, though? We're having some fun. John, but before we get, even get started this whole thing, go ahead. Give me give me a little bit of praise. Give me. Come, I got the text threads. Come on. Come on. Tell me. Come on. You got come text on. threads. Come You're on. so full of crap. Come on. You're saying that you called things that you didn't I, I call. call. I called them all. You, I called them all. You're John. John. Lying John. Dog, John. Praise me. John. I, if, if you called them, I would say. John. You called them. John. But you didn't. John. John. You didn't call I anything. said that Alex was going to win. You said what? I said. You did not. In fact, you said. I got the text threads. <laughs> wait, wait, let's let's not even talk about. It. Hold on, hold who, on, hold on. Who did you if pick? You, if you want to say at pick? the end, who did you pick? If you want to say who at the end John. before the fight, and I said, John. Josh, who are you going with? John, and you finally pick? you said, Well, who are you going with? And I said, I'm and going with. Who? I go Yuri. 
And I said, who? I said, Yuri. I said, oh, fine, I'll go with and Alex. And you said, okay, then I'll go with Alex. But I had already picked Alex. I had already picked Alex in the last show. Oh, Jesus. You didn't pick anything. And I, and I said, for sure, anybody. Tom Aspinall. I said, Tom Aspinall. And you I said, I, for I, sure, Tom Aspinall. I said, Tom Aspinall. I said, for sure, You better Tom go Aspinall. back and listen. John, look, if you, you guys haven't heard it, guys, go back, ta- go yeah, you back. You talked about how small Link Tom Aspinall was, and that's show, what you liked about him. Which he's not he's small, a small by the way. He's not small, by the way. The guy's <laughs> no. enormous. Uh, yes, I mean, he like, is, but he's fast. He is fast. He's very he fast. fast. He was well, I tell, def- you, tell you what, he took a shot. Oh, he, he did. definitely got He got stung by that, and he was like, oh, it's oh, good fun, man. Came right back with it, man. Right. That's that's what winners do. Well, let's not talk about the fights like that. We got to go over these fights. Where do you well, want to start? You want to start? You want to start? You got to start the main event. The main event. You got to go with the main just event. before we start the main event, though. Can you please just say how right I was? Just say it. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it, John. Dave. Yes, Dave, John. You were right. He's an idiot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. I mean, calling all along. You're from Scotland. Don't talk to me about education, okay? Please. <laughs> doesn't doesn't education doesn't matter? No, it doesn't exist there. We it know. doesn't matter. It, do, it doesn't all matter. The Mar- all the Mars facts. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. What so difference does it make? I am going to say that on the text thread before the fight, you did say, "Okay, I'll go with Alex." So you went with Alex. I so did. You got a winner there. Yeah. Good job, Tom Aspinall. Good job. Give me some love. Give me some love. No, I'm not giving you Gosh. Tom. You didn't freaking call you said tom. tom was gonna you win. said it was an even fight it was an even fight but tom was a better guy and i was right. <laughs> so, all right let's get right into this uh, fight all right let's go let's so look john when i was watching this fight and i text and i even put it out on twitter i was like i thought alex won the first round please you said a lot you said a L- i was L-M-A-L. just laughing i was just laughing okay. at you right or wrong yeah. Uh, it really depends on how you looked at it. I like that the, the leg kicks had the effect. And when you look at the ground, the ground was okay. There was a couple good elbows, but he did a good job of protecting himself. And I think most of the damage that you could really tell in that round came from the leg kicks. And that would have given, in my opinion, Alex the round. If I'm making you switch your stance, if I'm making you fight a different way, that means no, that I'm, I'm hurting doing more. you. Yeah, I'm hurting. I'm making. I'm making you move. Yeah, I'm making. I'm you hurting do something. You. Yeah, exactly. And to Which me, makes you do that. Yeah, I look. I look. I looked at Alex on in terms of the first round. I thought Alex did the most damage with the leg kicks. I thought Alex did. He controlled the space really well. He got um, hit, but the leg kicks I thought did. were the big difference maker. Yeah. And then when he got taken down, sure, the takedown was nice, got to the bottom, and Yuri was on top, three-quarter mount, but there was no real real significant damage done. Like, I would say three or four shots got through, but not enough to make Alex <clears throat> have to fight a different way. Who was, who was damaged more in the first round? I, th- I think that Yuri was. I think the leg so kicks really developed. Yeah, because in the second oh. round, as soon as Alex came out and lay a leg kick, you could see Yuri right away switch his stance and started to change the way that he fought. His leg he was, was hurt. that round. Yeah. You remember DC did that little interview with Alex and he says, you know, give me a kick, right? And he says, you know, 25 in the end, right? And it was like, that was a mistake. John, like, <laughs> I was one of the first guys in AKA to actually start using that calf kick because I saw some of the, the benefits of it happening as it was going on throughout, like, other people, like, in, in, yeah. uh, in Strike Force. It was George Mazadal that I saw use it. Um, I started using it. Benson Henderson was using it in the WEC. Benson, yep. And then, so I started seeing some of all this stuff come about. And um, I would use it on DC, and he'd be like, you can't do that. 
That's with a train with shin guards on. You can't do that. Don't don't with kick shin me like guards that. on. Yeah, don't kick me like that. <laughs> that d- we're talking lightweight, heavyweight. Yeah. Don't kick me like that. Don't kick me like that. <clears throat> don't 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 do that. Thomas Dion's train with him. Don't kick me like that. Like two or three kicks. Kick. Hey, stop kicking me. Javier, don't kick him like that. It, there's a real effect that even with shin guard, shin guard to shin guard, whatever it was. Oh yeah. Still, don't kick me like that. Because you're working around the pad a little bit, and DC just couldn't handle it. Other guys that I had trained with couldn't handle it. They're just like, no. And I, I didn't kick it super hard, but you don't need to. It just needs to hit the right spot. There's not and a lot of meat there. There's not. There's not. Yeah. You know what's funny though is that you would think, right, that fighters would be like, oh well, let me just turn my my shin out a little bit more and check it. It doesn't really matter because you're kicking low enough. We're not kicking to the point where we're kicking like, if I'm kicking your thigh. You bring the leg up to check and it hits like that upper portion of your shin. But if yeah. I'm kicking your ankle or like your low bottom calf, hurts. you bring it up, it actually hurts just as much. Hurts. There's not much you yeah. can do to check that kick. Yeah. And so, um, and it's going to be there for the duration of, I think as long as the sport goes on, it's going to be there. So people have to start making some adjustments on learning how to fight both ways, which most people are now, uh, just in case they get hurt. But um, from what I saw from Alex, Alex is one of those guys that just has power in that kick no matter what, and he throws well, it he very slow. And he he doesn't turn over. He doesn't turn. Look at his feet. Mm-hmm. He does it. His toes are straight. On his on a, on his plant foot, his foot doesn't really turn out. So it's not like he's turning his <clears> hips <throat> over, trying to put a ton of power mm-hmm. in. He's got enough power to the way he throws it, which is kind of straight and linear. You know mm-hmm. that gets out there pretty quick. And it's got power on it, so he doesn't yeah. have to change, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I he's going to be a freaking problem. But look, and I look, and I'll say this too, like his podcast day knows him so well, he calls him John Mahal Hill. Uh, but John Mahal Hill is somebody <laughs> that I think gives Alex a tougher fight than Yuri does. And where I thought Yuri's success was going to be in this fight, when we talked about it in the midweek show, I said, he's going to have to throw a lot of stuff unexpectedly. He's going to have to make it dirty and grimy. He's going to have to make it very unorthodox because Alex has that traditional kickboxing style. If you sure. throw spinning back kicks, if you throw uppercuts and left hooks and then like wrestle and take down, you've got to keep Alex guessing. Whereas Jamal Hill, Jamal Hill, everyone, if you guys are new listeners, we call it, podcast Dave calls Jamal Hill, Jamahal. For one day, he read it wrong, and that's the way he pronounced it. it was Jamahal. Um, I think that Jamal Hill is Jamal just Hill. the faster yeah. fighter. He's the faster fighter. So he, I also look at Alex. Alex is he's got power. I yep. granted he's got power. He's not a fast fighter. But, so, but Jamal Hill's got power. But he's fast. Yeah, Jamal, Jamal Hill is got, fast. He's got power too, though. He's got power, but I'm saying he's fast. And the power and the and the quickness of of Jamal Hill to get there to his chin, Alex could be in trouble. Where Yuri's not a fast fighter. He's just very unorthodox. He throws the uppercut, the loopy overhand right, a little bit of the wrestling and the kicking mixed in. Punches don't come from the same angles that a normal kickboxer would throw them from. And so I thought his success would come from making it one of those weird, funky style fights. Yeah, what, the way he, but it was. He, he was, was being successful. He was being successful. Especially, look, in the round that he ended up getting knocked out, he yeah. was doing well. He was landing a lot of shots. But only when he put the pressure to make it very just funky and or unorthodox style of stand-up. Alex wants to fight you. A traditional kickbox. Like, look at I, I fought Dwayne Ludwig. 
And they I understand. They want to fight a traditional they want, to, they want you to stand directly in front of them, and they're going to move yes, lateral let's movement. Let's trade. That's very tradition, traditional for the way that, that you fight kickboxing. Yuri does not fight that way. So why would you go out there and try to fight to someone's strength? What did your dad say? Tell me what your dad said. Never fight another man's game. And that's exactly what Yuri was doing in that first round. It didn't make any sense to me. And then when he came out in the second, he started fighting his own game. Yep. That's when he started having success. True. And then he got into the mix a little bit too much, got clipped and caught. But he was having success. I felt like he was having more success uh, on the feet than, than Alex was. But then you got to deal with the power. But you've got to mix it up, though. Make the funkiness of it all, but then also wrestle because you knew that's where the fight needed to end up if you wanted to win. But yeah. if, when you look at what Yuri does throughout his fight career, does he seem like he's the guy that has the biggest fight IQ? Not really. But it works for him right now. John, when I look at guys like him, I go back to the Roy Jones thing. They live off their athleticism, a little bit of the Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz had a good fight IQ. Very, He's very brilliant when it comes to his fight IQ. But his style made it very difficult for people to deal with. Yuri's got to fight more like a Dominic Cruz, constantly moving, constantly throwing th weird, awkward things at you. But then also just the aggressiveness on the takedowns and then mixing it back up to the spinning back fist and elbows. And he's got to do more of that, leading in with the uppercut and the left hook, like how how Dom used to do. And I, we only saw that for that short duration in the second round, but then it went away and then look what happened. So I, I look at Yuri's not definitely not done. I don't believe he is, but I'm saying that he's got something to build on and say, look, I made this mistake by fighting this guy's fight in the first round. Second round, when I did what I was supposed to do, what I normally do, I had success. So now you can go back and say, look, I don't need to make many changes. Just keep doing what I'm doing, but just have more confidence in what I'm doing. But I feel like that came from the layoff. Am I wrong or am I right? Yeah, I don't know. You might be right because it's a matter of, you know, timing and distance is something that you get comfortable with by being, you know, repetitions. I don't care what it is. If you're, you know, fighting, if you're refing, if you're repetitions make you better because you just become more comfortable and everything just becomes more natural. And when, when you're talking about range in a fight and being comfortable at a range, that takes doing it over and over because you'll understand exactly where it is. You're not looking at your opponent's face. Okay. It's not like what people think. Yeah. You know, you're, you're looking and you're, you're, you're going from the shoulders down and, you know, and you're looking towards the legs and stuff and, and your eyes are going back and forth and you get comfortable with a range that you go, okay, here's where I can attack. And you, you feel it and you, you come forward, you, you pop, it works and it just keeps on working and working until your opponent starts to off angle you and you have to do, you have to, you have to alter now, you have to change it up a little bit and that's something that this is where what we call ring rust i always think that ring rust is the inability to be comfortable with the range that you need to be in mm. to be able to be effective with your offense or your defense against your opponent and that's what ring rust really is it's not so much that you're not in shape it's not that you can't you know still do those same techniques it's you can't do them because you can't get comfortable with the spacing yeah and that's it's something that that's repetitions repetitions takes care of that comfort so i think you're right i think it might have had something to do with it and you called that you know on our last podcast you talked about uh, he hasn't been fighting while alex has and it could be a difference and i think 
I think it kind of was. Yeah. Uh, I look at with Alice. Alice was so busy, John, in the last two years, whereas Yuri was been out yeah. for the last, what, 15 months or a little bit longer. Yeah. You know, like he's been out for a while. Um, and that, that does play a little bit of a factor when someone is extremely busy, like how Alex was. He was fighting all the time, and he was, wasn't was fighting slouches. It wasn't like he was flying, fighting his way to get to the title shot. He was fighting the best guy at 185 pounds. And not once, but twice. And like he was then, fighting then the best guys. Then he fought someone pretty, pretty good at 205. And, yeah, 205. And so it's like, okay. Like, he hasn't been fighting slouches. He understood. He, and all of those were five-round camps. So he was been training five-round camps, whether it was grappling, whether it was wrestling. His confidence has grown a lot in his ability to stop takedowns. That's one. Two is to get back up to his feet. I wish he would do it a little bit sooner than he did tonight. You there know, you but, go. But, yeah. but, but you got to find yeah. that moment. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I was very impressed by him overall. And John, let's, let's not pussyfoot around the fact that what he's done in 11 MMA fights is fucking just remarkable. It is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, because you're, you're talking about a guy that was a two-time champion, two-division champion in glory kickboxing, and everyone goes, yeah, but, you know, hey, yeah. he's won everywhere, and in a very short time, you know, how many, how many champions has he beaten? He beat Adesanya to win the title. He beat Sean Strickland before that, who is now a champion. Right, so there's a UFC champion he's got to win against. He beat Jan Blahovich. There's another UFC champion. There's three right there. And then he just, just beat Yuri. Yuri. That's four. Four out of 11 fights. That's insane. Man, that's impressive. That lets you know that that's a championship mentality. Like, look, whatever happens, I know I can do it. I know I can beat these guys. I know I'm better than I'm on the feet. All I got to do is fix this, this, and that. He has that championship mentality. I've got to be honest, man. I'm a huge fan, a huge fan. And, and he's, it's, he's great. He's great. And uh, did you see there's a video of this girl who does? Oh, she's got so she's on social media. She interviews Sean Strickland all the time. I don't know her name. Nina. Oh, Nina. 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 She did the interview with uh, with Alex. Okay, we want to see all the facial expressions of you of Alex. Okay, let me see you happy, and he's like, and then let me see you angry. <laughs> let me see you sad. Let me see you excited. <laughs> like it was so great. All the other, all the other smile, all the other stuff was the same face. All the other expressions was the same face, except when you said, "Let me see you happy." He's like, "It was great." I thought it just showed his personality. It shows I we know Glover very well, you and I both, and it's great because you you understand now that he's not dry like a stick like that. He's a, he's a real person, and Glover is such a. A ball of energy, fun to be around, and like you can see the two of them just meshing so well in the way that they interact. But and I do think that Glover, you know, going close to five rounds with Yuri, yeah, I think that helped in that Glover was able to give him little insights and hey, he does this, he's physically strong, whatever it is. He told him you could hear him in the corner say, "Hey, now you felt it, right?" And all this stuff, you know that Glover went through all that and all of yeah. that. That can that can pay off. It's it's beneficial. So, yeah. uh, and Glover isn't just a he's turning into a fantastic coach. Great, he was a great fighter, turning into a fantastic coach now. And you know he's just going to have more and more people you know, that he's working with that are going to be champs. Pull up that division for me, buddy. I can just slap him now when he's out of hand. Come on, <laughs> come on. This one, yeah, yeah. The the one that we're talking about for the last hour. Yeah, that one. Can you pull that one up? Right here. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> I love that I can just grab, reach over, and... Tsh, tsh. 
Um, you've got Uncle Live, who's pretty much next, who can wrestle. No, he's not. There's no way. No way. I wouldn't put Uncle Live in there. Why and would you, you put Uncle Live in there? You have no one else. Alex the Champ. Jamahal yeah. Hill is out. Yuri just yeah. lost. You've got Rackick is still developing. Rackick is out still. He's getting out. So he's still out. He's, he should he should be close. I can't see that. Krylov is that Krylov? Krylov. Yeah. Yep. Kry, the Krylov's number six. six. That's how far down you have to go. Uncle Liav is number two. These guys are fading. Okay. These guys. I don't know. These guys can't see who you're talking about, Dave. Blahovic and Rakic. Yeah. Blahovic and and Rakic are fighting. Oh, are in, Jan they? in January. Okay, okay. So Rocky's fighting. Okay, I thought Rocky's coming back. He's coming back. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, but that fight. Why happening. would I? Why would I ever give Ankalaev a title fight now? Because I gave him a title fight against Blahovich. <clears throat> that ended up in a draw. I give him a fight against Johnny Walker, and he throws a knee to the guy when he's on the ground to his head. That ends up being a no contest. I'm not going to give you a damn title fight off of that. John, you just do what you're told, okay? Give him the title shot. <laughs> I'm not no, yeah, I get it. I understand. I don't give a shit if you're Dana White or not. <laughs> not I mean, I could it. see them having to face, uh, you know, somebody else. You have, what, Krylov maybe and Uncle IF. You yeah. have, or maybe you do the repeat of John Kerr and Uncle Maybe. You called a Z up? What? You called a Z up? That doesn't mean anything to me. Like, you, got, you just got, not DQ, but there was no contest for the Johnny Walker fight. Just remake it. Yeah, you make the fight. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree with that. that. Let's see that. And look, but I'm and not going to give. Think... I'm not going to give a title fight to Uncle Life off of that. I no, won't do I it. You're, you're, the, Alex... you're, the, you're the reason it was a no contest. I think if you're Alex, in eleven fights, you've got two. You've won two titles. Maybe you just take a you know a good three to four months off. Wow. You know, I mean, he's been like I, I said earlier, you. he's been pretty damn busy in the middleweights yeah. and now in the light heavyweights. I mean, this guy's busy. But uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy for Alex. I mean, because I called it, you know, and I want to make sure that everyone understands that, you know. <laughs> Stop sleeping on my predictions, guys. If you guys want to make some money, you guys come to me for some betting odds. John well, you got to make John the prediction knows. so they can freaking follow I, it. I got to just. You're not making just, it. Well, I mean, I, I can't just give you guys all my shine. I got to, like, make sure that I save a little bit for me. That's how this whole thing breaks down. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of shine floating uh, off. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Just polishing the shoulders, baby. Dust them off. Dust them off. All right, next one. Uh, what do we All got? We had the interim heavyweight title with Tom Aspinall taking on Sergey Pavlovich, and this was going to be one that we we kind of like that. This could go very fast, and it did. Oh. Pavlovich came out. Aspinall came out. There was a lot, lot of respect towards both guys. Pavlovich comes out. He landed a clean shot on Aspinall. Got his attention. Yeah. Aspinall took a little step back. Took a little shakeout. Came back and landed a beautiful combination that hurt right hand on the temple, mm. and then another one to put him down. And that was basically he didn't even need the hammer fist, he was done. Yeah, I was gonna go live earlier, like me re demonstrating that move on podcast Dave, but then I realized that I'm actually in his house right now. I, his wife probably wouldn't be too happy about that, so <laughs> I thought, you know what. I'm just gonna actually just let. He'll bust that guys. that WWE belt out and smack you across <laughs> right? the head. Can you imagine if I had walked out of his house with that belt around my waist? Like, um, hell yeah, just just strapped, just strapped. Um, I mean, John, there's not much I can say. I mean, like, I was just right the whole time. I mean, it's just so embarrassing that how right I was. Tom Aspinall is a lot faster than I thought. He's a lot bigger than I thought. 
Um, <laughs> he, he moves like a, a middleweight. And like I said, I mean, I'm high on this guy. I did say it. I did say that. I'm very high on this guy. Well, uh, you know, here, let, let's be honest. Let's go with the guy that actually did say he's high on him and that he's going to be the champion. He's going to beat Pavlovich. Do he's not gonna, mention that fucking name on this podcast. He's I will gonna, kick you. I he's, will. He's he's gonna beat John Jones and he's gonna be the long reigning. Are we gonna call him out when we realize he's not right if he doesn't beat John Jones? We're gonna call him out too because you're you're about ready to hype somebody else up and I'm a little upset. And then now if he loses <laughs> to John Jones, you're gonna call him out on that. I want to know you're gonna give, play this. I gotta, you're gonna play I this both ways. I, I, I said he was gonna win, John. Right. Jeez, go ahead, say his <laughs> he name. Did not say, say he was gonna say win. his fucking name. I'm just gonna jump through this computer. Michael Bisping Gosh, predicted that Aspinall would win the, this. He would win against John Jones. It. So he's got damn. the first part down. He did predict it. I heard that. Okay, but John, you have to realize he's a homer. Like if you listen to I him, I know he's a homer. It's but like me right. saying the guy from AK is going to win. Of course, I'm going to be See? right because those guys always fucking win. That's what happens. No. Those can, yes, we always no. win. Yeah, only only until I got to the end of my career did I not win. That's why. That's it. Those guys, the AK guys, always win. Okay, but look, he's got this whole thing with the UK guys. It doesn't matter. He's gonna automatically shine that way. It's in him. It's, that's who he is. He's a hundred percent a homer, and I I, I, actually, homer. I admire him for that. So when you're saying he was right, of course he was he right. Was. Doesn't matter what he would have said. He, it would have been the same exact it. thing. He did call it. You're killing me, man. Can't even get no love on my own show, John. Like the John, John won't give me any, no respect, no respect over here. There was no call, Tom. All we did was talk. I gave about more of a call than we you did. did not pick who would win. The fight. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through that. I'm gonna listen to it again. You go through that. I will. And I recall gonna, exactly what we hey, did. What do you, you did what do you talk call about when you, when you capture being the small screen and fast time? for a heavyweight? Screen capture? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a screen capture of all this stuff. I'm gonna have Dave do it though, not me. But <laughs> yeah, okay. Have Dave do it. Uh, I thought I thought he, he's so fast. He he moves like a, a middleweight, and I think he's gonna be a problem for a lot of guys. A lot of guys. And here's the thing. He is. Look, when Bisming talked about um, him beating John Jones, by the time they actually fight, John will be another year Possibility. older. He'll be another yeah. year older by the time by the time John comes back. He'll be another year older. So I, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's it's far fetched. And, and this kid, this kid's 30 years old. Yeah, he's a baby, man. And he's man. like he's just figuring out who he is, like and how right. good he is, and going into his body, the man strength. Like he's really just getting there. And uh, for a heavyweight, I mean, he can fight for another 10, 12 years as long as he doesn't take a whole lot of damage. So good for him, I think. But he can't. The one thing, let's be honest. You know, when you look, he had the fight against Curtis Blaze. He tore his own knee up because there was it wasn't yeah. something that Curtis did. And you know, is he a guy that you know what? He's yeah, he's injury prone. Possibly you know, Kane yeah. was, you know, and maybe it's the way he trains or something like that. Maybe. But you know, he is he has come out saying that he learned more about who he was based upon that injury and that, hey, he needed to work harder, you know, maybe maybe it's going to make it to where he doesn't yeah. get injured. Who knows? But he's a uh, – look, he's, he's, a good, he's a good young man, 
and it's good to see someone with that kind of talent mm -hmm. going out there and doing exactly what you want to see, putting his yeah. opponents away. And that's what he did, man. I give him credit. I agree. I agree. Very nicely done. All right, next fight. <clears throat> Jessica Andrade taking on Mackenzie Dern. <clears throat> and I said, you know what? I, I, I've said, I think Jessica Andrade is going downhill a little bit. Mm. And then she has a fight like this. Mm. And you look and you go, she controlled that fight. She just did beauty. She didn't, she took her time. She was just patient. And when Mackenzie would come in, she would launch, you know, a couple shots at her. Smart. Mackenzie goes down. Stand up. Did all the things that you look and you go, how come you didn't do that the last couple fights? Now, maybe it's just the difference in the opponents. Yes, Tatiana Suarez is a better wrestler, obviously, by far than Mackenzie was able to get her down. But Jessica did a great job when Mackenzie hit that. It wasn't even a head and arm. It was just a head toss. You know, when yeah. she swept like through, she's able to get herself back out. She was able to be strong in all of those clinches. And I'm being honest when I sit there and say it, I did not know that Mackenzie had left Jason Perillo. Yeah. You know, we talked about was she still at Ruka, you know, based upon Pat leaving. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, she did not look as clean with her stand up. She had, you know, her dad was in the corner and stuff like <clears> that, but. You could see a difference, and her chin was coming up, and she was getting clocked. You know, it was a great performance by Jessica, and, and definitely not what you would call it. It was a tough performance. She, you know, she proved she's tough. Mm -hmm. She'll fight, but it wasn't a clean performance by Mackenzie. She was making a lot of mistakes. I'm not going to take too much away from the fact that she wasn't with Perillo, only based on the fact that her last, even her last like four or five fights, she's always fought kind of with her chin in the air. And even though Perillo's trying yeah, to get rid of that, about that. Yeah. but the, her combinations were a lot cleaner uh, in this fight than they are not sorry, not this fight in her past fights when she was with Perillo versus what it was tonight. And after she threw a couple good one, two, she actually rocked Jessica a couple times, but then mm -hmm. she just got overzealous and just sort of like kind of chasing the shots. And then she got clipped herself every moment that she looked like she was going to be able to maybe take over the round or start getting the round to go her way. She left herself wide open, swinging wild, chin in the air, got clipped, yeah. and the round was gone. She over she lost the round, and got yeah. popped. She got she lost the round because she went from I'm winning the round to now I'm leaving myself wide open, and then I got caught. The judges already said like, look, I'm hurt, I'm damaged. Now I lost the round. It's hard to fight back from that when you're fighting from behind. And so that's one thing too is, if I'm her father. And if I'm going to start taking over her training because Ruka's closed now and, and Perillo's, you know, not available is because of the gym being closed. Get her into some damn wrestling room, please. Gosh, help us. Like <laughs> you have, you have a product in front of you that is probably the best in the women's division in terms of jiu-jitsu. She's there. I don't think there's another, I can't say because Tatiana Suarez, she can wrestle well, and do jiu-jitsu. There's That's what makes her better. Who, who's the one girl that you know? Uh, Myrna. Is it Myrna? Uh, yeah. What's her name? Starts with an A. Y is it A or is it M? <clears throat> oh, I thought it was an A. Oh, God. What is her name? Amura? Which way? Amura? Is she being uh, a, I think uh, she's in... Um... Strawweight. Strawweight. Oh, is she? <clears throat> she's, she's, 
I don't she's think definitely she might not be ranked. She's not, she's ranked. not ranked. She's not ranked. But she's good. Really good. Yandaroba. Yeah. Yandaroba yeah, yeah. is one that is close. Isn't that her name? Oh, Yandaroba is her last no, name. No. But what's her first name? Verna, Verna, yeah, Verna. Yes. That's the girl we're looking about. We're talking about. She's she's got good jujitsu. Yeah, that's the girl we're talking about. Not A. Didn't start with A. It's V. Yeah, Verna. A Verna. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, Verna. she's phenomenal. She's good on the ground. Just doesn't yeah. have. She's very much kind of similar to Mackenzie Dern. She doesn't have the look of Mackenzie Dern. She doesn't have the the stand up and willingness to trade on the feet like Mackenzie Dern. But on the ground, once the fight hits there, she she's is good. just as good as. Uh, Mackenzie Dern. The problem with Mackenzie is she just can't get the fight to the ground. Everyone's hip yeah. to her game. Whatever you do, do not let her take you down. Defend the takedown at all costs. And once you're fighting a one-dimensional fight like that, it's extremely difficult to get the takedowns. The years, like I've, I, the females MMA has got to the point now where it's the years of the just the shooting the double leg gets you the takedown. It's absolutely not true. Men's MMA is now like you don't shoot two and three moves ahead in takedowns. You're not getting the takedown. Not getting it. Females MMA is one, two, possibly three, developing on the level of whoever you're fighting. When you're fighting someone like Jessica Andrade, who is physically strong, the first takedown probably will not get it done. I mean, you look at like how Wei Lee got her down, and some who else got her down. The big lift, a little bit of the slam, those things. Those are the things that you need to get them down on the first initial takedown. You get in deep, lift, slam. If you can't get in deep and lift and slam them up because they're strong or too strong, you need to be able to chain wrestle. And I'm sorry, but McKinsey Dern doesn't know how to fucking wrestle at all, let alone chain wrestle. And no matter how much I like her and I really want her to start winning because she's extremely marketable, she's great for the sport, I feel like she has that ability, that it factor of she's got she's got some big, you know what, in terms of, be, she loves to trade. She's okay with trading. She's okay no, with taking yeah. a shot. She's tough. She's tough. She's really she tough. Is. She just doesn't have the crew around her to make her fight smart or train smart. Get your ass into a judo gym well, okay, or into let's, a wrestling let's, gym. Hold on. Let's, let's get, we have the first round. What happens to her right at the end of the first round? She gets popped. Yeah. She gets hurt, right? And she loses the round based upon just that section there. Her, she goes to the corner, and her corner's telling her, you won the round. No, oh, like, man. Have you lost your minds? Well, the only thing that her corner should have been saying is, Mackenzie, I need you to, I need you to wrestle. Yeah. I need, you to, I need you to get into her. I need you to get into the clinch. I need you to work, you know, for a... Go to the single leg. Go to the double leg. I don't care, but I need you to work on getting her to drag her down. And if it's drag her down into your guard, then drag her down into your guard because you're not winning this fight on your feet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that that has to do with your coaches and your coach around you. And and as much as I like Perillo, but Perillo can't help her with the wrestling. He can help her no. with the he can help her with the jab. He can help her with the combination. He can help her potentially close the distance and get into the range of wrestling. But he can't help you get the fight to the ground. And so that's where I'm just baffled by the fact. Like I don't know how many fights does she have in the UFC, Mackenzie Dern? Eight, mm, somewhere yeah, around there. I would say probably seven to eight fights. And you still can't wrestle. Like Keep going. I think Amanda. 12 fights 
and yep. you still can't wrestle. Look, if you want to get to the highest level, and you go back and you look at like people that were not the greatest talents on the feet, but they were good in the wrestling, especially if females, because the way that the level of competition is at that time, those fighters, Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, they are they were good on the ground. They were good at grinding on you. They were good at closing the distance. They were good at hanging on the single leg, the double leg. Rhonda hip tossing you, bouncing you off the cage and foot sweeping you, whatever it is. She was good at getting the fight to the ground. So was Misha Tate. Other fighters, uh, who were that? Who was that before? Uh, she's, uh, Julie Ketsy. Like there was fighters Julie that Ketsy. were out there back in the day that just those females, they knew if they got the fight to the ground, they could pretty much dominate the fight because Shana all the Baszler. other female, Shayna Baszler. It, they knew that if they got the fight to the ground, they could dominate it and control the position. And then by the time that you were able to get back to your feet, the round was over. It's gotten to, I think, the Holly Holm situation, Holly Holm situation where they, oh, I can stand, sprawl and brawl. Oh, I'm sorry. Not all of you are Holly Holm athletes. Well, and Holly Holm doesn't do that anymore either. You're so. right. But, <laughs> I'm, but I'm saying, though, is that Holly was an extremely talented athlete. She wasn't, she wasn't Joe Street or she wasn't a female that, you know, decided one day she was going to be a fighter. She seemed like she was born to be this, you know, whether it was boxing, kickboxing or MMA, she can do it all. And, um, I, I, I just look at McKenzie. I'm like in this female division, what you need to do is learn how to wrestle or learn how to use your judo a lot better to get this fight to the ground. Because right now you're fucking out there like on Revis Island. But you're not Revis. You're the person stuck on the goddamn island. And that's where she's at. And it sucks because she's so good on the ground. I can't imagine. Can you imagine having someone like a, a Hoffa Mendez or a Guillermo Mendez or, you know, Gordon Ryan being out there and going like, I have no wrestling, but I'm good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, we'll never see it though because you can never get the fucking fight to the ground. This is not UFC 1 anymore. You got to figure this out. Like put your daughter, her dad one of the best jujitsu guys ever in the world, put your daughter in wrestling, get her in there, whatever wrestling room, he has all the connections. Yeah. They know people get her a wrestling coach and get her grinding away on the wrestling. Her jujitsu well, is better than all. Megaton lives in, in Arizona. <sighs> There's a guy named Harry Cejudo right there. Yeah, Henry Cejudo. Angel, I mean, like Angel Cejudo, go to John Crouch's. There's a, I mean, go to the lab, go to Arizona state wrestling. Just go <laughs> just wrestle with the smallest guy there. The guys just get learn learn. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I can sit here and talk about it all day long because if you want, like, she'll never be champion if she can't learn how to at least get level one takedowns. She's not no. even at level one, John. No, 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 no. You know, which it sucks because right I now, finally... right now, you can you can basically look and say you're not even in contention yeah. to be in a title match. But here's the thing: yeah, this fight think... would have put her. This fight would have put her right in that conversation to fight who next. Probably Tatiana Suarez to be next, and then if she won, they would want to see that fight. They'd want to see McKenzie Dern and Tatiana Suarez. They knew that like people out of the woodwork would be like, "Wow, we're getting a good wrestler and jujitsu practitioner and Tatiana Suarez versus one of the best jujitsu practitioners in the world with a little bit of striking." Great fight, great fight. Yeah, but guess what? Yeah. All that shit just flopped out right there. Goodbye. They had a plan. It shit didn't work out. Well. Uh next. Ah, let's go with a, a guy who is just on fire. Jeez, and I was wrong in saying 
I thought that I was thinking this was his first lightweight. This is not his first lightweight. He did start off in the welters. Yeah, we got butchered in the, in the comments okay. for that. But Benoit Saint Denis has just proven that he is a just a tough ass fighter, and he's skilled. I mean, it's not that you know. I want that one fight that I watched him against Dos Santos, and I saw all the damage he took, and I was really like, God damn. Is he going to end up coming back? Boy, this guy has got nothing but balls and heart, and he has got skill. Matt Frivola went in there. He had a beautiful sweep against Matt. When Matt took him down, they end up to the getting up. Matt gets him down again. He gets up, and you could tell. And Matt Frivola is a strong, tough dude. As he's going away, that kick lands, and it was basically over at that point. Uh, it was a, it was beautifully done, but boy, he is calling out everybody. Did you see him calling out everybody? No, Dave was talking to me, so I didn't hear shit. Thanks. He wa he wants he wants the BMF title, so he wants Justin Gaethje, he wants Islam Makachev. He says all these people that belt is mine. I'll tell you what, I love his attitude. I love the way he goes after the fights. The guy is the real deal, and he is talented. Okay, uh, you lost me when you started calling out Justin Gaethje and, and Islam. I get it. I, get, like, I, I think I think he's talented. I think he's going to obviously get in the get in the top 14, 15, somewhere in there now. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe we see him well, versus... Well, I think what? Uh, Frivola, Frivola was 14, I think. Yes, Drew Dober's 15. Okay. So you have Frivola, 14, Drew Dober, 15, which, by the way, mm -hmm. we have a interview with Drew Dober dropping this week, so you guys don't make sure you guys don't miss that. Drew Dober joined us with that fucking sexy ass hair, uh, hairstyle, slicking it back, and that the dance jawline. move, and the jawline. Gosh, man, I'm super jealous. I was like, John, we can't invite people on this show that have a better jawline than me. Yes, we I can. I mean, not only we that, did. but he definitely looks like just a lot more ripped than I do. I mean, don't make me take my shirt off, but I mean, it's, it is. Um, I thought that uh, Saint Denise looked good. I thought. Very clean, but Frivola was was kind of a little bit ahead in the round. But like you said, there wasn't much going on. Get, what a minute thirty in? I mean, there was not. Yeah. But I thought I thought Frivola though looked like he was kind of starting to kind of a lot take of frenetic over. energy. He was what he was doing was that he was controlling where the fight went. I was in the clinch. K, I put it there. I was on the feet. I put it there. But said then he's had a different. He had a different. Uh, Idea. game plan idea where he wanted this thing to happen and when they now broke Dave's out of answering that answering for you look at that we, yeah yeah gotta do something well he gets in the like, same room he wants he's to got help. a microphone right here on his collar and like every time he talks it looks like he's like he's got a tick it's like yeah you're like he's yeah. like trying to like talk into his hey i'm a professional <laughs> over here unprofessional i'm a professional i'm gonna video you trying to talk into your microphone <laughs> um but i just it was one of those where um, St. Denis looked like he, he had a game plan. He wasn't going to allow for Vola to kind of take over the fight. And, and when they came out of the break, I always go back to a little bit of the, um, the conversation that we have with Fabian Edwards. Like when you, you're letting fights get away from you by every time you break, when you break, yep. make them pay. You've got to make them pay for like, Hey, you didn't get the takedown. You shot the takedown. And I'm going to make you pay for it. Okay. You, you know, like you got into the clinch. When, I, when we break out of here, whether you're trying to take me out or not, no, I'm going to make you pay. I'm going to leave you the, with something. I want the judges to see the impression of I was the last one to land the strike. And out of that exchange, um, as Frivola circled out, I don't know what he was doing. It looked like he reached a little bit, but then he circled out kind of 
with hands down and bop right the across. That was the running. Yeah, it was like shin to it wasn't shin to dome, but it was like toes. No, to it was dome. toes to dome. Yeah, it was toes to dome. But still, it doesn't yeah. take. We've talked about this forever. It does not take a lot to knock you out with a head kick. Just nope. get it there fast, smooth, and clean. Okay, and don't load it up. Don't set it up. Just lift it up there. Normally with the knee and let the foot follow. Doesn't take much. Boom, and he was out. He was out. Oh, yeah. Very nicely done. Great job by uh, Saint Denis. Next yep. fight. Diego Lopez Jeez. against Pat Sabatini. Holy shit, dude. This kid's good. Yeah. You know, we we talked about him when we said, hey, man, he came in against Evelov on a couple days' notice, and he put up one hell of a fight. That was his start. Yeah, he lost it. But since then, he has been on fire. He's got a mullet and a half. And I'll tell you what, to beat Pat Sabatini the way he did, I mean, Pat Sabatini is the real deal. He is a damn good wrestler. He is a damn good fighter. He's got great jujitsu, and this Diego Lopez man, he has turned from being just a jujitsu guy. He's got hands. He is strong. He's in good condition. He's fast, and for a featherweight dude, oh. he's big. Yeah, he is a big featherweight. He's big for the weight, but he throws the combinations clean. He's on yep. track. Like he doesn't like he's another one that like out of the breaks, he doesn't let you get a second to breathe. You break for me, I'm gonna put automatic pressure because look, in sparring, this is what happens. The reason why you do it in a real fight is because in sparring, what happens when you're sparring, you guys get in the clinch and like you guys separate. We both kind of just relax and we let the you fight go back chain, to developing. Yeah, exactly. You both we both get our breath and we go back to letting the fight develop. But I'm sorry, but in a fight, those rules don't apply. That's actually the best time to actually land those big shots. And he capitalized on it right off the bat. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, like, he's did a great job. Same thing with um, St. Denise. Same thing. Don't let them sit and sit. And don't let, don't them, let sit. them get comfortable. And, yeah, don't get comfortable in the clinch. Don't get comfortable in terms of, like, us just getting in the clinch or wrestling and then breaking with no consequences. You've got to make them pay. And um, I looked at that fight. I was like, man, and this kid's good. He's good. You he got to think, right? If he had fought uh, Evaloff again here in the next fight of two fights, I think he beats him. I'll tell you what. I be, think he beats him. Damn close if he doesn't. Because, yeah. look, he was close. He was close anyways. Yeah. Well, he fought a great fight. I think no, it was, he fought think a great was, fight in the first round. He did, but I think it was still 30-27. Was it or was it 29-28? I think I thought it was 29-28. Okay. But, okay. Dave can look it up if you want, but okay. it was, i tell you what, as I recall, he was all over Evaloff at the beginning of that first round, and it was like very impressive. <laughs> he pinched him up. This is so great. Uh, I pinch him, and he just like, oh, uh, oh. All right, what's the next fight? Steve Ersic against Alessandro Costa. Ersic showing these very well. Uh, yeah trained he's got the full game he's got good stand-up he's got good wrestling you know he's he's a real deal he kind of let um costa get back in that fight mm -hmm. but that evolov lopes i only only one gave it to lopes in the uh but it was still 29 28 across the mm -hmm. board on two well 30 so, 27 and one yeah yeah 
Uh, yeah, that was the Evaloff and Lopes uh, fight cards. So it was 29-28 yeah. on two cards and then 30-27 on the other for Evaloff. Um, the Ursig fight, though, Ursig was doing well, but he's another one of those traditional style stand-up guys. And we had Costa who actually really pressed the action, really let the hands go, kind of made it more of a grimy, dirty fight. When like he made just, it grimy, he had yeah, a better chance of... Yeah. Yeah, and when look, that's that's the key. When you see someone who is the level of kickboxer or just more of a traditional style of kickboxing, blitz them. I know there's chances yeah. of you getting knocked out. I know there's sure that that happens. Though, no matter what, your chances of what, getting what's, knocked what's out. What's going to happen? What's what's going to happen when you don't? You're going to stand you're outside and they're going to pick you apart. Yeah, and now and now, unless your name is still the same, whether you got knocked out or you fucking went the distance. So figure it out, guys. Um, I thought Ursig looked good. I thought that Costa just he let too much time go by without letting the combinations come out. He was too he was too respectful to uh Ursig. Um Godinas and Ricci and Rebecca and Roberts. Rebecca look look, Rebecca looks good. Yeah. He's he is powerful. He uh the arm bar was well done. Look at how he used his legs to control the head, you know, and then sucked the arm back in. Beautifully done. That guy's you know undefeated at this point. Mm-hmm. He's the real deal. He's he's going to give yeah. people problems. So I thought the 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 fight that we actually talked about that we thought would be a great fight was Borshoff against uh, Sadikov, and mm-hmm. that turned into just a hell of a fight. Yeah, I you know <laughs> when you look at Borshoff and the way that he fights, you know, and he's he's a little bit older. You know, but man, his kickboxing is good, and mm-hmm. and man, he's he throws a lot of combinations. He goes to the body well. He opens up and he makes you fight. And Sadikov, you know, he lost the first round, and then he came back and he. Uh... No, I'm sorry. Sadikov had the first round. No, ah, I screwed it up with it. But Sadikov won the second round with ten eight. There was not a doubt. He beat the piss out of him, knocked him down several times, had him hurt, and Borchev comes back, man. Came back in the third round. He won that third round. I thought it was a draw. Mm. I thought the person that gave it 29-28 was wrong. I thought that that was definitely uh, Cleary and Lee were right in what they gave it, which was mm. two rounds to Borchev, one round to Sad- uh, Sadikov. Mm. But that was a 10-8 round, and it should it should have been. I didn't want to see either guy losing that because both guys yeah. fought their asses off. But great fight. Well, great Brian fight. Minor, your boy, Brian Minor, gave it 29-28. He made a mistake. Damn it, Brian. Should have given it a 10-8. <laughs> How do you not give that? That's a 10-8 round. How do you not? Yeah. No, I agree. He, I agree. He got knocked down how many times? He got hurt. Yeah. He got bloodied up. I mean, he he got he, he did okay for a while in the in the round, but once Sadikov took over, he, it was it was all him except for the last what ten seconds of the round. Yeah, I mean, Dave, you know my pimp man's strong. I mean, Dave's been ten eight round several times by me, <laughs> giving him the ten eight round. Tonight, that's for sure. No, he's giving the ten eight round. Uh, you know, the fight that I was most looking forward to, and even though I like the Sadikov fight, was I like the Jordan guard uh, Jordan Gordon. Uh, Jared Gordon, Jared versus, Gordon versus uh, Marco Madsen. Like O'Madsen had a good game plan. Obviously, his game plan is very much the same every single time. Come yeah. forward, pressure you, throw hands. But look, when you were looking at the fight, Jared Gordon is the better stand-up guy. 
Got good takedown defense, but not Olympic level takedown defense. But he yeah, but he worked out with Jordan Oliver. Yep, Jordan Oliver. That hell, fucking stud. Just Jordan Oliver's a stud. Who we're gonna probably have on the show here pretty soon. I'm gonna have to give him a call. He's been asking like, "Hey, what can I get on?" I'm like, "Anytime you fucking want, my man. Anytime you want." I love me some Jordan Oliver. Good dude. Um, but Jared Gordon though, good, better, should have been better on the feet. Good on the feet, but he was getting his lick. He was getting taking some licks in that first round. Marco Matson was just the pressure of the takedown was really getting to Jared Gorn. Like, hey, do I defend the takedown? Do I get hit? Like, do I try to land strikes and then get taken down? What do I do? Those are all things that go through your mind when you're dealing with someone that that level of wrestling. Once he realized, like, you know what? Stop being so defensive and just throw the striking. Just let it go. Then he got in the clinch, uppercuts, little hooks, little elbows, and then boom, boom, beautifully Dirty executed. inside work, man. Yeah. I mean, I thought that those little tiny shots, it just lets you know that you don't have to worry about hitting. I don't have to load up. I don't have to hit you hard. I just got to hit you right on the button. That's it. Right where, you're, right where your shutoff switch is is where I have to hit you. He hit him with that uppercut, boom, kind of wobble the legs, as DC said. And then the rest of it was like right every little shot after that just felt like it had an effect on uh, Omatson. Just yeah. like a little shot, uppercut, little hook, little elbow here, touch, touch, elbow, boom. And then the, oh, boom, over overhand right. Just done. Just done work. Just nicely done. Didn't let anything get ahead of him. Just kept him right in front of him. Greatly done. Great job. Great job. Good fight yeah. by Jared Gorn. Fantastic. All right, Joshua Van. No, Joshua Van. Did you watch that? Fight? I did not see it. Okay, Joshua, Joshua Van, Van against Kevin Borjas. Mm -hmm. Man, Joshua Van and Borjas. That was a great fight between two flyways. But Joshua Van is twenty-two years old, born in two thousand and one. I don't like him at all. What okay, an but man, I'll tell you what. This kid's going to be good. He goes to the body well. He had I want to say fifty-four body shots in that uh, fight, almost set a flyweight record, Jeez. but did not, I guess. But, man, I'll tell you what. Went to the body well, fast. He, he took some shots, took a big shot in the first round. But, man, that was a it was a great contest, and that kid is going to be someone to watch because he is tough. John, he was born after 9-11. <laughs> yes, he was. That's fucking guy. He was born October in, in, in 2001. Yeah. That's insane. Huh? We're going to find out. All right, hey, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that breakdown. But uh, before we move on, go to Wayne, uh, go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. John, you know, we've been doing advertisements for them for, what, about a year now? Almost a year. Okay. Coming up, I think, on like yeah. nine, ten months. And they've been a great company to work with. And so, like, I guess for us right, is... I, we understand the hesitation in terms of subscribing to us over there and having this conversation repeatedly about how, you know, this platform was actually created for athletes to begin with. And then COVID hit and uh, porn stars started going there. And so now they've kind of had this thing where the lot of their business platform and the ability for them to make money came from porn stars. Uh, you know, Paige Van Zandt just came out and said she made more money in 24 hours on OnlyFans than she did in her whole fighting career, which is understandable. I get it. I mean, she's a smoke show. We all know that. And, but that being said, there is tons of Formula One racers on there, NASCAR racers on there, uh, MMA fighters on there, bas some basketball players, some, some soccer players, football as Dave would like to call it. 
uh, that are show techniques. You've got athletes that are on there, and that's originally what this whole thing was designed for, was for people with a um, skill set that they wanted to help sell or basically just advertise and build up, whether it's your kids' platforms, whatever it is. I know it's not the platform you probably want your kids on, but it is they're really trying to make a change to make this platform more kid-friendly or more adult-friendly, to be honest, or husband and wife friendly. So in doing that, they've signed with us. We are the very first podcast they've ever worked with. And uh, give us give us a little follow over there because we're trying to get more content on there, especially in this next couple of weeks. We're gonna try to get as much content on that platform as we possibly can. And uh, I've done a lot of uh, posting on there as of recently, probably in the last two weeks, whether it was my trip to Alabama LSU game for the SEC game in Nashville, then to Tuscaloosa. I posted a couple other things on there too. I ran in today to uh, Tim Kennedy, um, got that up there on there as well. There's a lot of little things going on. So just wanted you guys to join us over there at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. It is free. Subscription is free. We're not charging for anything over there. We just want you guys to join us over there, and we want to greatly appreciate it. Thanks for the support. All right, Dave, let's get into some news. What do you got for us, buddy? Yeah, first one here, uh, Usman Nurmagomedov fails the drug test, um, and he gets his win at o- mm-hmm. Bellator 300 overturned, and he's out of the Grand Prix now. Yeah. Yeah. You go. You, you, you <laughs> go. Well, uh, all right. I'm going to say there is a common uh, supplement that is taken by Russian athletes, athletes that you know are in Dagestan and stuff that they get over the counter. It's not anything that is uh, what people are thinking, and I think that's what he got caught with. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to know what you're allowed to take and what you're not. Sometimes you know it's not as apparent in other companies. The UFC has you had USADA, now they're going to go with somebody else, but they're they're given a list of all these things, and they can always go to Jeff Nowitzki. Well, it's kind of tough sometimes to know what you can take and what you can't, mm-hmm. you know, with athletic commissions. But the athletic commission uh, tested him; they popped him. And the question is, does he lose his? Are they are they going to strip him of no, his title? They're not. They're not. And nope. I, I already talked to Bellator; they are not going to strip him of the title. As a matter think of they fact. Should. And as a matter of fact, they may potentially run that fight back to see who stays in the light in the lightweight world grand prix. That being said, and I talked, I was on the phone earlier tonight with Ali and his manager, and talking with him, he goes, "Look, he got now, how sick. are you? How are you on the phone earlier? With, I saw Ali sitting next to Magomed Magomedov in Madison Square Garden." Uh, John, that's this this thing right here is called a phone, okay, and it works <laughs> pretty much anywhere Does it work in the just world. About everywhere? Yeah, wow. pretty much anywhere in the world. Um, yeah, so I was I gave Ali a call and said, "Hey, you know, I'm, we're going to talk about this, you know, on the show. I want to make sure that I, I get both sides of the story." And his bottom line is, he's like, "Look, the representation in terms of what we've talked with Andy Foster about and what we've talked with Usman about, and he got sick a couple months ago, was given a prescription drug. That prescription drug, it wasn't even so much that it is it is illegal." to use it's a prescription drug for his for him which was prescribed to him by his doctor but it was the fact that he didn't list it on the paperwork that's all it is had he listed it from my understanding that he he wouldn't have been suspended so that's why they reduce it down to a six-month suspension but i will tell you this there's a slap this is a slap on the wrist 
And I've gathered that if this is to happen again, because the California Commission is being a little bit more stringent on what is going on in terms of all of these um, uh, over-the-counter drugs or um, medications, if you guys are not listing your supplements, this will be a long, uh, not a lifetime ban, but it will be a two, three, potentially even a four-year ban. You know that you're supposed to list all this stuff. I know it sounds dumb, but every supplement I ever took, I listed it. I know it sounded dumb. I listed I I listed Celtic <coughs> sea salt. I put on there. Celtic sea salt. I did. I listed it because it had different types of minerals and vitamins in it, and I actually took a picture of the bag and put it on there. Because your your California Commission um, paperwork. It gives you little areas, or it did. I don't know if it does now, but it gave you little sections to go ahead and implement pictures yeah. of whatever the product was. I fucking did. I used to take this this uh, pre-workout called Pre-Race by First Endurance. Guess who invented it? It was the U.S. male, uh, not male, but uh, post office cycling team. <laughs> I want just I so taking that one. Yeah. But it was, that one. it was some of the cleanest pre-work that pre-workout I'd ever had. And I actually felt better on it. It didn't give me the jitters, made me feel good. All these type of things. I listed every I'm single thing. I'm sure it made thing. you feel good. Yeah, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I listed every single thing that ever yeah. that I've ever taken. And you should have. Yeah. And you should have. Because that way you're not taking All my proteins, all my workout stuff, all my pre-workout stuff, all my, you know, everything that I can in between it, my vitamin D3, everything. It didn't matter because you just don't know. And so in this scenario and situation, he got sick, I guess, about two months ago, took took the medication. The medication didn't clear his system. And he didn't list it on the thing. I think he thought it was far enough out that it was like, okay, it won't be in my system anymore. But that's not the case. When you cut a lot of weight, he's a big guy. We've seen with the John Jones situation, picograms exist. So they're pulling it from when you cut weight. It just lives in your fatty tissues. And... I don't know. That's as much as I can speak on this situation. So I hope I wish him nothing but the best. I hope that, um, you know, that he's learned his lesson, which I believe he has in filling out the paperwork properly. Don't get lazy because it could cost you six months. He's lucky he didn't get longer. He's lucky. But I think for him, right? I look at him. I look at his abilities. I look at him. Um, he was very upfront, very forthright with the, uh, with the commission and worked with Andy from what I understand. Um, and they put out their press release and went on. I did see some stuff from, uh, from Brent Primus and, you know, I saw some stuff from Patricky Pitbull and, you know, and just, they, they didn't have very nice things to say. And that's what they the fighter, that's what, but that's what fighters will always do. You know, yeah. like once you get caught this, none of this stuff, just so we're clear. And I, none of it was performance enhancing. This apparently has nothing to do with performance. There's it's not making you faster. It's not making you stronger. From what I understand, it's not helping you in any of those ways. That's what I was told. And, By who? Huh? That's oh, what that's you were that, told. That, By that, who? That's what I was told. The medication does. It doesn't give you any advantage. That's who what told I was you told. That? Who told you that? Oh, that's what I thought. Well, that's what I was told. <laughs> That's what I was told. Yeah. So, you know, but we'll see. There has to I mean, be. Whoa, there has to be a reason. There does that that, that, that medication would be on the well, list. Well, let me ask now, you this though. It, now that it does not mean it does not mean that it's oh, you know, this giant 
you know, difference maker, you know, in a fight. But there's got to be a reason why. But what, no, no, John. That, that, okay, so well, then, then tell me, do dick pills? What advantage do they give you? <laughs> they mask the agent of you using steroids. But that's the thing. Say, they, they, but that's not a masker. They, but okay, you call it a masker, but it doesn't give you an advantage. And that's my point. This could be construed as a masker. Then I guess it doesn't give you an advantage. Like you know what I mean? Like that's where my point. Like if you're taking a prescription. I was told that his prescription that he took doesn't give him an advantage. Like it doesn't give him, doesn't make him faster. doesn't make him stronger. doesn't like now I don't know because what he actually took was not released. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if you do, but I would, you know, they just, the, the state commission didn't release it. So I'm going based off of the fact that I talked to not just Ali, but I talked to some other people and they're like, yeah, the, the, but they wouldn't tell me what it was. So, that being said, it just means that it it doesn't doesn't increase your performance. Okay. Whatever that means. Who knows? Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. All right. PFL has given us a pretty good featherweight fight between Kale Harrison and Aspen Lad. Last minute replacement though. Yeah, Julia Budd pulled out. I don't know why. I heard no, I didn't hear it. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Um, what was that? It's an echo. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, but no, I was looking at this. This is a good fight, though. This is a very good fight because good fight. Kayla Harrison, she's coming off of her first loss, hasn't fought since then, correct? She nope. hasn't fought since her, for, since her first loss. I want to know how she's made herself better. Has she made herself better on the feet? Is she a little bit more confident on the feet? Um, is she willing to, to throw a little bit heavier on the feet and then, then worry about jeopardize getting the fight to the ground or pushing to get the fight to the ground? She felt comfortable, comfortable standing on the feet. I think if she would dedicate a good six months, which it seems like it's been almost a year now since she's fought that she Close. could probably outstrike Aspen lad power wise. Um, athleticism wise, I think that Kayla Harrison could outstrike Aspen Ladd if she gave herself a good six to seven months or eight months of training on the feet. She could probably outstrike Aspen Ladd. Now on the ground, it's not even it's night and day. Uh, I think she just destroys Aspen Ladd on the ground. Well, I think I, you're absolutely right. And when it comes to the, getting into a, a grappling situation, Aspen Ladd can take care of herself, but she's going to have to stop the takedowns of Kayla and that's not going to be easy because her judo is damn good and she's good you know with her trips the way that she'll you know inside outside trips that she uses and everything I look at it, it's a it's a it's a tougher fight for Kayla though mm -hmm. because Aspen's younger she is physically durable she'll take a lot of shots and keep on coming at you she has got good stand-up she'll throw her hands so like you said, Kayla had to get better. You know, look at the only person that's beaten Kayla is Larissa, and Larissa is she's, she's solid on uh, she's solid on on her yeah. feet, and she's solid on the ground. And so, you know, it's not like oh she got beat by someone. Oh she got beat by a can. She got beat by someone who's really goddamn good. And you know, it was it was you know it was a decision and. It happens. Well, she's got power, sometimes though, too. Right. That makes a sometimes big difference. Sometimes right, sometimes not. Who, Larissa? Yes. So does Larissa Aspen. Got Aspen's got pop. Aspen Come can on, pop. John. 
No, Aspen can throw. She can pop onto her back and get her ass kicked. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just I, she doesn't have. Pop. She's gonna she's, have to stop. Look, she's obviously the the you know the favorite, and this is gonna be Kayla, no doubt about it. But what's the attitude of Kayla come in? Like Kayla's a winner. You know, I I don't doubt her coming back and uh, putting on a good performance because she's a winner, and you know, she's proven that too many times. So she's definitely going to be the favorite in this, but she is going to have to take on Aspen, and Aspen's going to mm. be she's going to be there the whole time. She's tough. Hmm. You don't like Aspen? No, it's not that I don't like. You don't her. give I her just, credit. I, I just I look at Kayla Harrison. I think she's better than her all the way around. Like it I depends think on which better too. It just depends on which Aspen lad shows up. The one that just doesn't want to throw punches and just circle and take shots. Um, or the one that actually wants to be aggressive and, and fight the fight. If she fights her fight, she has a chance. But if she just decides to cruise and just let the fight develop in front of her and not do anything, the, she's going to And I agree with you. There's many yeah. times that Aspen will go out there and it's mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? You're, you, you realize you're down. On, you're already down around. But you never know. Dave's so mad. I'm just fucking with him. Dave, hit him back. Dave's not going to hit me back. He's nowhere to run. He's stuck in the corner right now. <laughs> fucking baby in the corner. If I wish I could Baby's take a video. I'm going to put a video of this up right now. Dave is in the corner. Um, all right, what else you got for us, Dave? Another fairness when here, Song Yudong and Chris Gutierrez, December 9th. That's a good matchup. Chris Gutierrez is tough as hell, but Song Yudong is just, he's got power. He's yeah. got good wrestling, and this is going to be in Shanghai. So, and, and how, how long is Song Yudong? Song Yudong is what, 28? He's young. And Chris Gutierrez is 37? No. Chris isn't that old. Maybe older. No, I think he's 36, no. 37. Song Yudong is what? 25. 25. And yeah, Chris and Gutierrez is 37, 36. 32. Oh, Jesus, 32. 32. Thank you very much. Jesus, he looks like he's 50. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no. You're just on fire tonight. Is this because you're tired? I am exhausted, you, you, I'm exhausted. When Josh is tired, he's going to be mean. <laughs> just just to Dave. Just to Dave. Dave. I've been pitching Dave under the armpit right here. Right here. It's the best spot. Uh, Song Yudong, speed and power is going to be to his advantage. Uh, not only that, um, the sprawl and brawl, the ability to keep this fight on the feet yeah. and let the hands go. Doesn't favor Chris Gutierrez. Uh, no. Chris has got to get this fight to the ground. I just don't think he has the ability to close that distance enough, fast enough and get it in on the legs deep enough. Now, he may get one takedown, but Song Yudong is really good at not just sprawling, but scrambling and getting back to his feet. So I'm looking at this fight. I'm going, this is Song Yudong's fight to lose. But it's a fight. Anything can happen. Yep. That's true. Next. All right. Last one here. Wrapping up. Marab wants Henry Cejudo since... Uh... Since uh, the fight between Sean O'Malley and Chito Vera has been announced. So do we get this fight and what do you guys think about it? Yeah, I think they've already both agreed. And I believe they said it was going to be in February. And I think Marab wanted it in March so he could be on the same card as Sean O'Malley. Like this whole thing, just in case the fight falls through, he could just jump right in and take the spot. I mean, but it sounds like they're going to be on the on the February card, not the card. Henry's I don't know. Said, I think it's a, it's a yeah. great matchup. That's not an easy matchup for e either guy. You look at Marab's a tenacious wrestler, but he does not have the wrestling of Henry Cejudo. But Henry's getting older, as far as 
he doesn't wrestle as much. He's, he concentrates more on his stand-up. And if there's one thing that we've seen, Marab's got a gas tank. Yeah. He can go, and he can put pressure on you, and he can, he can wear you down. And Henry got a little worn down, but it was a long time since he had fought when he, when he uh, fought Aljamain. Mm-hmm. But you could see that he got a little tired. Yeah, two and a half years, John. Almost three years. I understand. I'm not. I, I don't blame him. I think we're going to see a different Henry. He'll have better cardio, bro. You can't. You can't fucking break a Mexican like that. This dude's got conditioning <laughs> for days. Henry Cejudo was out of the game for a while, just you know, living his best life, having babies, making babies, having I babies, say. getting married. You know, getting married, making babies. I mean, like that's that's put. That's a that's a the what plush life? A plush life, right? That a that's plush a plush life. life. I mean, he was just living his best life, man. Let him be. Now that I think Dave, he's back on track. pinch him back. He is not going to pinch me back. He is stuck just, in the corner. Dave, Swift you over. don't have Swift over your a eyes. hair on your ass if you don't freaking just he doesn't have, he doesn't peel have the skin off the back of his tricep. I love me some podcast. You're just lucky I don't make it submission number four. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> submission number four. Jeez. Um, I love this guy. It's so nice to be in the same room with him. Come here. Come here. Um, this is going to be a great fight, though. You have two guys that can wrestle the shit out of each other. Both of them have great cardio, great conditioning. I think where this thing lies, though, is that Henry's the faster fighter with a little bit better, That's... cleaner stand-up. But Marab, I think, has got more power. I definitely say Henry's the faster fighter. Yeah. And I'm not... Uh, and. Look, Marab's got the better gas tank overall. Look, he's yeah, H, proven H, H time and time again that. that he is just can push, 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 and be ready and come out the next round and do it, do it all over again. Mm-hmm. But this is, in my opinion, this is Henry's fight to lose. It's true, but we'll see. John, there is a yes. thing that I put out on this thing. It was the Habib and. Uh, there was a Habib saying that he could have, that he was offered, not, but didn't say 20, by the 30, UFC, 40. 20, 30, 40 million dollars to fight. Yeah, to come back. Good for him. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I, I got it. You got to be honest. In the, in a, in the world that we live in right now, there's only so much money that, like, you just can live your life. The, hold it. There's only so much money. That someone can flash in front of you before yeah. you go, okay. Not and in this case. Like, no. He can't I, be bought. It's so... I, hold on, what did I what what did I say long ago about him? I said the one problem for Dana with Habib is mm-hmm. he can't be bought. And that's that's a problem because Dana can throw out or anybody can throw out enough money that mm-hmm. eventually people go, Okay. And I don't blame the person. I'm gonna throw a little wrench in this one. I'm gonna say there's a. I'm gonna say there's a good chance that UFC 300 is gonna be Islam and Connor. Oh, I've heard that. I'm gonna. I. I I'm saying yeah. It's of course it's running around for a while because of the whole Habib yeah. thing. But yeah. I. I think that there's all the talk that Chandler's gonna for sure get it for sure get it. But I wouldn't be surprised if Islam ends up taking or getting that fight. Okay, let me ask you a question though. If you're the UFC, do you want Connor to win or do you want Connor to lose? I think they see the writing on the wall. He's not he's not who he was. I didn't say hold on. I didn't say what they see. 
I said, do you want Connor to win or do you want him to lose? If you run the UFC, I do want you want... Win. Okay, there you go, because that's the truth. All right, so who does he have a better chance of winning against? Uh, Nate Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nate or Mike, compared I to Islam. I don't even The know. last person in the world you're going to put him against right now yeah. is Islam. I agree with you. I agree with that. I just, I, I think they're at the point where... How long can we they ride know. the how long can we ride the Connor? Hold on. You're absolutely right. They know. Yeah. You know, they know. But when you look and say, okay, but what what is it that's gonna benefit them? They're gonna say, Well, we want them to win yeah. because we want to have another. I want to build it. Okay. I can't have them go in there in there and lose again. Yeah. I, that would be how many fights in a row with losses? Four, I think. No, no, he got, the, he got the cowboy in there somewhere. So two. Yeah, that's why three. <coughs> two three to Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Two. Oh, two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said three. That would be three if he ended oh, up would facing Islam. Don't change the argument. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. But look, if they were smart, it would be the Nate Diaz fight. Yeah. It'd be like that'd be smart, and then that that would do huge numbers. Then if they, I, I think it goes, it goes Nate, then it goes Islam, and then it goes. I don't even know if Chandler's still gonna be around by then. You know what I mean? Like, it just I don't know. I don't see the. I don't see it. How Does long? It, how long? How long ago did I say, Mike yeah. Chandler, you're not gonna fight? That's crazy, right? Conor McGregor whole, did the whole Ultimate Fighter thing and everything and fucked yeah. it all up. Sat in that fucking cold plunch for what thirty something minutes for no reason. <laughs> oh Jesus! Disgusting. <clears throat> yeah. <coughs> Disgusting. All right, hey guys, that's gonna wrap up our show. It is what three in the morning for John, like yeah. two in the morning for me. Come on, baby. And I got to get up in about three Come and a half on. hours, four hours. So I want to thank you guys so much. We filmed tonight so we could drop this show for you guys because we knew that all these guys have been stealing what we do. We normally drop first. So people, you know, other podcasts, other people that work for other promotions, they've been trying to drop first. Well, guess what? We decided to come in and be like, you know what? Let's just go Maybe back not. to what we were doing. Um, had to put up hopefully you guys enjoy these fights. These fights were awesome tonight, by the way. Great fights. They were great. Great fights. Yep. And uh, John, yep. take us away, bud. Hey, for everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed the UFC 295 from Madison Square Garden. They had some great fights. Two new champions. That's pretty impressive and incredibly impressive by Alex Pratt in 11 fights to have two titles in two different weight classes. Goddamn special. For everyone out there, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you.